The Zvol podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and our preview of the 2020-2021 NBA season, which is on the horizon, about uh, 40 hour, 48 hours away, more or less, from the opening tip-off on Tuesday. And like we've done every year on the Z-Ball Podcast, we do the over-unders for both the Eastern Conference and Western Conference. This is our fifth year doing it. And today we'll be doing the Eastern Conference and... Like he has joined me the last four years, he'd be joining me again for the fifth straight year to do the over-unders. We got Akshay. What up, Akshay? How's it going? Yo, Nishan. What's up, bro? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Doing well. A lot of stuff going on in the world, and it's pretty crazy that the NBA season is back upon us. Uh, It seemed like just yesterday that the Heat and the Lakers are playing in the finals uh, less than two months ago, or or, uh, like a little over two months ago. So it's, it's pretty crazy that... The season's already back, starting up real qu- real quick. We have a 72-game season instead of a regular 82-game season. So that'll be the big wrinkle, the big difference in this year. But nonetheless, it's it's good to have it back, uh, the NBA, even though it, it does feel definitely feel rushed, for sure, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, it, it does feel very rushed. It just gives you, uh, I mean, how was it going a couple of weeks ago with the Lakers were throwing championships? Uh, for the 2020 season, so it seems to be right off the uh, right off the back, so to speak, we're back into the NBA again. Okay, yeah, I mean it should be fun. A uh, lot of storylines coming into this season. A uh, lot of uh, free agency dealings, a lot of trades, a lot of kind of like max, super max extensions in the last couple week or week or two. So a lot of stuff going on. So it should be a lot of good stuff to preview. So. Let's go ahead and get started. We'll start in the Southeast Division of the Eastern Conference. The first team we'll start with is the Atlanta Hawks. Over under 34 and a half wins. What do you think? I am saying they go over 34 wins. Uh, well, 34 and a half, right? Yes. Uh, so, uh, I think over. I mean, I like the Hawks. I, I like what they're doing. I like what, but I, I just have a... Um, I would say over, but uh, I'm giving that uh, big if because I don't know what their uh, what their plan is to do with like John Collins. I think they, he's I think they, he was he's looking for like super max money or close to that. I don't know what the Hawks can what they're planning on doing because I know they're pretty much uh, they're pretty much set in their roster and they have uh, some other key players that they that they want to keep. I mean, I mean, one of the biggest things is what they yeah. We have Daniel uh, Gallagheri, Bogdan Bajanovic, Clint Capella. Um, they signed Rondo. You know, I mean, it's. Uh, I don't. He'll put him over the top, but uh, I mean, if you look at Collins right now, they're about, uh, I would say, about 117 million in payroll, which is uh, still under the cap. 
but I, but they have to make an impression on John Collins, who I think is going to be uh, a special player uh, coming up. Um, because he's what uh, he, he's, he's in his uh, uh, he's fairly young, and it, I think this is his last year where he made he's twenty three. Well, he's twenty three, so he's making about four. He's making about uh, four million right now, and then I mean, next year he has a. Uh, what do you call it? It's a qualifying offer of about five million. So Hawks have to decide what they want to do with it. But yeah, I, I, I definitely see them going up by with the addition of Rondo. He'll sort of train. Uh, he'll sort of uh, train these guys a bit. I mean, sort of mellow them down with his veteran experience, uh, the two championships. Uh, so I, I definitely have to over. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you have a very young core here, obviously built around Trey Young. Uh, like you mentioned, John Collins, uh, uh, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter. Then they just drafted Onyeka Okongwu from USC. So obviously the only guy for certain they're going to max out or try to max out at least in that, in that group is Trey Young for sure. Right. And, and then the other guys, they're, they're going to kind of have to pick and choose between Collins, Hunter, Cam Reddish, uh, whoever kind of develops the best. And then they obviously have Bogdan on for four years. They... We're able to get him on a restricted offer that the Kings did not match for kind of similar reasons. They have two young guys themselves in Buddy Heald and DeAndre Fox. Well, they already uh, maxed out DeAndre Fox, and then they have a decision on Buddy Heald now. We'll see, we'll see where that goes. But uh, And then you have some of the veteran guys that are taking up the majority of their payroll right now, like you said, in Capella, Gallinari, Bogdan, and, now, and Rondo and Tony Snell as well. So... It's uh, it's going to be kind of a interesting year. It should be a fun year for them. Obviously, Trey Young is an exciting player to watch. Uh, they have a very young, uh, smart coach in Lloyd Pierce. I think he's on the rise, uh, on the right track. And I think this is just a good, fun team. A lot, lot of good depth. Depth, excuse me. And uh, I'm going to have to agree with you, actually. I think this is a, a 39 or 40 win team. And I think they're probably probably a, a fifth or sixth seed, in my opinion, in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. So I'm going to agree with you on the over. And right. we'll move on to team number two then. We got the Charlotte Hornets, Akshay, over under 26.5. What do you think? I'm going to say over, but I'm going to say about a 30-win team. Which here, I, I like the addition of Gordon Hayward, but I think they paid way too much for him. Michael Jordan, <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, as a Celtics fan, hey, that's even best for us. Uh, I know because it it, it did help out uh, uh, the Celtics in a way with the uh, uh, the biggest trade exemption in in Bay history. Uh, but uh, um, if you look at it right now the way the roster set, um, Leandro Ball, I think that was a, a great pickup in the draft. Lamelo, Lamelo, not Leandro. Oh, Let's hope Leandro Leandro is not in the NBA because he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hope so. I hope. <laughs> but uh, the other day, the Bell Balls, I was saying, like, if all the balls were on the Hornets, there'll be a playoff. So, so uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, I like to pick up uh, uh, with Gordon Hayward. It's, it's, uh, it's a hit or miss, definitely, with that, because he, he's already out again with a uh, finger injury. Um, I think in the first game of the, uh, the season, or the second game, of, I'm sorry, either, uh, the preseason. He's already out, so we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, I mean, the contract we gave him was, I think, was ridiculous. What Jordan gave, he's getting paid twenty-eight point five million this year. 
and then uh, yeah, I, I just think uh, I mean, Echeverria's year is getting eighteen point nine million this year, but it's like. I, I don't know where all this uh, all these bad contracts came in here. Yeah, if th- if those two guys are your two highest paid players, it's not a good sign, right? <laughs> no, no, I don't believe so. <laughs> I don't believe that at all, bro. It's, it's not. It's not. It's, yeah, but I just think it's. I think they're. I mean, I I I, I think they're above a twenty six win team. I would say like uh, low thirties, maybe thirty be the highest for their win total. Because it all depends on, in my mind. Uh, on a, how healthy Gordon Hayward will be, and he just goes out right now. He only got injured again, so I don't know how many games he'll be out again with the streamers. So. Yeah, I I think you got to pencil in him for him in for missing at least fifteen games. I think that's fair. I think you have to pencil Gordon Hayward in for missing probably at least fifteen games this season. Position? Yep. Yeah, you there? Okay, I didn't hear you for a second. So I said I was saying you got to pencil in Gordon Hayward. Probably just because of his history for missing 15 games most likely every season. I agree. Uh, I totally agree. You do have to pencil in that because we don't know what's going to happen with him. Uh, so we'll see, bro. We'll see what happens. They have to make up some. They got to make up some decisions as well because they have uh, next year. I mean, Miles Bridges is off his contract. Uh, yes, we are. So we'll see what happens, man. I just think it's going to be. Uh, I I think it'd, it'd be a good year for them. I, I do see them winning a couple more games with Gordon Hayward uh, um, um, acquisition, but I don't see it being more than thirty. Yeah, I mean, I I'd say we, we're probably both on the agreement that they're not a playoff team for sure. But I think they are kind of like Atlanta, a young, exciting team, but not a team with oomph. I would say oomph right. in the, in the sense that they would make a make a run to the playoffs. So. Uh, obviously, they have a, even a good young core, fun core from last year with Miles Bridges and Devontae Graham. And then you're adding now uh, Gordon Hayward, a, a veteran player. Let's see how healthy he stays. But they have some other young guys as well, and Malik Monk, uh, PJ Washington. And then obviously, you're adding LaMelo Ball, the third pick. So he's might be a little kind of a, a problem child. We'll see. But I mean, kind of just in the sense that he's. Uh, going to be probably erratic, and then some nights he's going to have very bad nights. I mean, it's kind of similar to what he had in the last night in the last preseason game. I, mean, I think one for ten, four points, something like that. But you do see some good intangibles there, uh, good court vision, good passing. I think he has to de- be able to develop the shot to a point where he's hitting uh, near 40% from the three, I think, to be effective. But uh, all the kind of the tools are there. I mean, he's around six, seven, six, eight. I think, obviously, with some good strength training, he can uh, build bulk up a little. Maybe get to two hundred pounds, and uh, get some strength, get some muscle there. But it should be fun to to watch him watch him play. And then along with the other, uh, the other guys like Devonte Graham, uh, Biombo, Gordon Hayward, Malik yeah. Monk, PJ Washington, Miles Bridges, of course. So. Uh, I say they're probably a 29-win team, so I'll agree with you as well, Akshay. Go slightly over. And I, I think we've we've said enough on the Hornets, so let's move on to the next team. <laughs> the next team, which is the defending Eastern Conference champions, the Miami Heat, over under 43.5 wins. What do you think, Akshay? Uh, Miami Heat, uh, at this point, I would say they're, uh, they go over 43.5. 
I mean, they are the, the defending Eastern Conference uh, champion. Um, I don't know what uh, acquisitions they made this coming up. I mean, the main major acquisitions. Nothing uh, major. I think the bi- the biggest thing was uh, they they gave Bam an extension. I think five year, one ninety five, I believe, and then. I think they re-signed Goran Dragic. Uh, they lost uh, Jay Crowder to Phoenix. But other than that, I mean, nothing really major from here as far as acquisition goes. Uh, I think they're probably their biggest acquisition who wasn't on their team last season is Avery Bradley, uh, who was on the Lakers last season, and Skip opted out of the bubble. So that's probably the biggest one, and he's that's not really saying much. So he's just kind of like a journeyman role player type guy at this point in his career. So I mean, they do have to have. I mean, well, one thing going for them, they have the, the development of the rookies from after. Yeah, like, definitely. That, you know, Her- uh, Hero, yeah. Robinson, and Nunn. Those are three big pieces for their their development, and then. Just kind of looking big picture, those could be possible trade chips for James Harden. So we'll see. <laughs> exactly, exactly. James Harden saw that going on now. Who knows what's going to happen? Quite honestly, <laughs> but yeah, as Miami Heat, I agree, are definitely trade a trade and destination for him. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think about the over? So you like the over forty three and a half? I like the over. Okay. I, uh, I mean, they played well last year. Uh, I think with, with the small additions they made, I think they can easily win uh, three to four games more. That's why I went over. Yeah, for sure. I think they're closer to high 40s, 50 wins. I think, I, I, I believe they finished uh, fourth or fifth last season in the Eastern Conference, uh, somewhere in the, in the high 40s, I think, uh, in wins or something like that. But I think they're going to improve. Uh, I mean, just. Just their young guys alone, their two top young guys in Hero and Bam, I think they can only get better in my opinion. They obviously have a Jimmy Butler as their star veteran guy. And then bringing back Goran Dragic, adding Avery Bradley. And then Duncan Robinson as well. So just good all-around team, good discipline, good well-coached team, uh, good defensive team, team with good culture. So all that uh, for me... Uh, adds up to going over on them for sure. So I'm going to agree with you, Akshay. 48 to 49 wins in my opinion, and uh, we'll agree on that one. Uh, so let's see which which is which team the first one that we disagree on. Next right. next team we got uh, Orlando Magic move, going up north in Florida. Over under 30 and a half wins. What do you think, Akshay? I think with Orlando this year, it's... Uh, Orlando's in... I think this year is in... Uh, I think it's uh, okay. I, I my flat out thing I would think is they are they are going to go over thirty, maybe about a game or two over thirty. Um, but this is going to be a very interesting year for them. Uh, I think it's it's a sort of a make or break a year in their uh, in the way the team is going. Uh, from what I believe, uh, you do have okay. They have uh, the, the number of players in Nikola Vucevic. Okay, then you have uh, Aaron Gordon as well. Uh, but uh, I just think that uh, this is a make or break for him. I think they have, if they're consistently going in the same direction and not really going much higher up in the uh, in, in in wins percentage or not getting to the level where they want to go, I think some major trades need to happen uh, this year with this team. I mean, uh, definitely with Aaron Gordon uh, because his contract's coming up uh, next year, 
So we'll see what happens. Uh, are they going to keep him? Are they going to let him go? We'll see. Depending on uh, how the season goes, you know. I mean, are they are they going to try to redo the roster? Are they going to try to keep it the way it is? I think they're going to try to make some changes. Um, but I, I do see them winning a few more games this season. Uh, but we have to wait and see what happens. I mean, with the uh, with the NBA, I mean, you know, there's always trades happening. There's always trades at the deadline, by the after deadline. So we definitely have to see. But who we're right now, I would say they are above 30, maybe about 32 games. Okay. So, yeah, this is the first one we're going to disagree on, Akshay. So kind of just going back to your point with Orlando, I mean, they haven't really done much. I mean, they haven't really changed their team much. And I think uh, most of the other teams in the Eastern Conference – made major moves to make them to improve their rosters and I haven't really seen that from Orlando in the offseason I think their team is pretty much uh, uh, the same kind of build build up they still have Steve Clifford I mean and then they have a lot of guys who are kind of like between 6A and 7 foot who are like kind of athletic and versatile like Mo Bamba Jonathan Isaac Aaron Gordon so kind of like a lot of repetition there. So I don't, I don't really kind of see where where they're going there. And then obviously their best player is Vukovic, their center, and he's kind of a more, more strong, dominant in the post. But he can shoot as well. So it's just like a lot of mishmash, a lot of different hodgepodge of st- different stuff. And I don't really s- see much promise. Or I mean, to to be frankly honest, I don't have really much interest in watching many of their games. And I think I know they made the playoffs the last couple seasons as probably, I think the seventh or eighth seeds, and just because some of the other teams have gotten better, I mean Atlanta. I mean obviously, you still have the other teams. I mean now you have Durant back with Brooklyn, so I don't I don't see them making the playoffs this season. So I'll say twenty seven, twenty eight wins, and I'll go under, and that that'll be the first one we disagree on. But I mean one thing I want to add is they did pick up. Cole Anthony in the draft. Okay. And uh, I believe Cole Anthony was one of the highest scorers last year in college. Uh, so that was, uh, I'm going on that route, that he did, his uh, ability to score can add up uh, uh, another win or two. Okay, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how he plays. I mean, Cole Anthony from North Carolina. But uh, I, I just... I just see all the other teams kind of improving them not doing much so that's that's the reason for me going under and but we'll see what happens all right all right so that'll take us the last team in the southeast we got the Washington Wizards over under 33 and a half wins what do you think Akshay uh Washington uh, let me see Washington under three and a half uh I know they face up a Russell Westbrook yeah, that was the big splash. They made Russell. They traded Wall for Westbrook. Yeah. I don't know if he played in. Has he played any games this season? I I don't recall. Yeah, he has. Westbrook has played a few games. Westbrook, uh, you can rely on him to be mostly durable. I mean, yeah, and even when he does play, he's going to give it his all. You just question kind of his judgment in certain situations for his shot shot selection and some of that stuff, but he's going to play and give it his all. So that's not really a question. What was the number you gave uh, for the win button? 33 and a half. 33 and a half? And, uh, I, I'm going to say even at 33 and a half on this one, but I'm not really set on the Westbrook, uh, on the Westbrook uh, being as a team yet. I think he has to 
I want to see Joe a little bit more with Bradley Beal because both of them need the ball in their hands. Um, but we'll see, dude. I mean, uh, but I'll, at this point, I'm going to say uh, even at that the win total. Okay, so you like them at 33 or, or above? 33 and a half or, or above yeah. that? Uh, 33. Okay, so you like you like the under then? So they're thirty three and a half. Okay, so you like the under? Okay, yeah. Uh, I mean Westbrook uh, obviously is going to have expanded touches, expanded usage rate, being kind of the primary ball handler. We've seen Bradley Beal in the first couple seasons. He was obviously more of a off the ball, spot up type guy, just because they had John Wall. But then we've also seen him in this recent role last season where he was. The focal point of all the opposing defenses, the the main on the ball type guy, and he 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 excelled. I mean, a- averaging thirty points a game, somewhere in that ballpark. So, and obviously he's uh, always always a guy that's going to be brought up in a lot of different trade rumors as well. So we'll see what happens there. But I think it's a, a good athletic core with them. I mean Westbrook. I mean let's see how much how many seasons he has left with that athletic ability because he hasn't really done anything else to improve his game. And once that athletic ability goes, uh, it's going to be uh, a big downhill slope for him, in my opinion. But kind of uh, around those two top guys, obviously they have Hachimura, young guy. He's good. And I, I like the re-signing of Davis Bertans. He's a good stretch, stretch big uh, shooter type. And then they signed Robin Lopez as well. And... I mean, kind of a, a. Other than that, I mean, they made a few small trades here and there. They got Raul Neto, Jerome Robinson. I mean, nothing really to write home about. I mean, obviously they did draft Abdija from uh, the Israeli in the draft, so we'll see how he he kind of fits in. I think he's kind of going to kind of be similar to Davis Bertans, but probably be more athletic and more skilled. So we'll see. Ho- hopefully, he can provide kind of a little kind of like uh, option for Westbrook and Beal and take a little pressure off them but that remains to be seen so I'll agree with you Akshay I, I think this is a, a slight under with uh, Washington even though they do have Beal and Westbrook but I, I still take a slight under at 31 wins in my opinion for Washington All right. and then for, for, for us that'll wrap it up for the Southeast Division and we'll move on now into the Central Division. First team we got, the Chicago Bulls, over under 28 and a half wins. What do you think, Akshay? Chicago Bulls, let's see here. Over under 28 and a half? Yep. Uh, I know Chicago is a very young team. I don't know how, how many wins did they get last year? Last year, I mean, I, I think it was probably around the same. I mean, probably maybe even okay. less. I, it was probably like twenty five or. I think they get about uh, twenty eight on this. I think they're uh, uh, they're a young team, but I think that they, use, I think the pieces have to mix a little more. I mean, Zach Levine has to. Uh, I mean, he's playing for the biggest player. Uh, Otto Porter, uh, I think. Uh, um, I just think that one more year will help them get more uh, a game or two more wins. So, I mean, I say, uh, I say they win. Yeah, I say they win uh, one two more games more, but that's been the trade. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll I'll agree with the over as well. But I mean, 
like obviously you, you said, the core of this team is those young guys. Uh, Markinen, uh, Zach Levine, Wendell Carter. And then they, they got a new coach in uh, Billy Donovan as well. And then outside of that, I mean, you, you just have kind of like uh, a lot of kind of like veteran or mid-veteran type guys. Otto Porter, Garrett Temple, Denzel Valentine, Thomas Sadoransky, Felicio. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with them. I mean, but it's not uh, not much excitement for me. I mean, yeah. So, so I, I've seen these they're, they're the core young guys play in Levine, Markinen, and Wendell Carter. So, uh, I, I really don't want to see them much more unless they're in the playoffs. So. Uh, I'll go slight over. Agree with you. I'll say thirty-one to thirty-two wins, but right. I think not much more needs to be said about the Chicago Bulls. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's move on to probably a, a more uh, or less de- or more depressing team, in my opinion, Cleveland Cavaliers. Over okay. under twenty-two and a half wins. What do you think, Akshay? Twenty-two and a half wins in Cleveland. Uh, let's see. Uh, I forgot how many wins they had last season, but uh, I think I think they were at they were at twenty one win la- twenty one wins last season, I believe. Yeah. So. I think they picked up one. Uh, did they have Andre Drummond last season? I don't know. Was that? Uh, yeah, they something? they still have him. They still have him. So he picked up last year. Okay. Yep. Uh, I think they picked up Jabal McGee this year. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, um. They do have Paul Sexton, you know, he's always good. Uh, yeah. As he goes Kevin uh, Love? Yeah, Kevin Love is always there, although I can see this Kevin Love possibly being uh, traded by the deadline, playing to another team that might need a. Yeah, I mean, is, is Kevin Love an expiring? Uh, no, no, no. He no. has, uh, okay. he has, uh, his contract goes to about 2022. Oh, okay, so two more yeah. years then, okay. Yeah, that's about two more years, but, uh, but uh, definitely how the season goes, you know, I mean, how Cleveland ends up doing, we'll see what happens, but uh, I do see them, uh, you know what, I'm going to go uh, under this team, I think they're not, I don't think they're judges yet, uh, I think they win about maybe 28 games again, like you mentioned. Okay, so you, you, you have the under on the 22 and a half, yeah. so you like 20 wins, something like that? Oh, it was twenty two and a half. Yeah, twenty two and a half. No, twenty two and a half. Sorry. Uh, I think they go. I think they go about at twenty eight wins this season. Okay. Okay. So you like the over? Okay. So yeah. just just for comparison purposes, last season they won nineteen games. So I think that's kind of right where their over under is at uh, this season. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just think just gonna kind of go off and base my opinion. They've been absolute shit before LeBron. <laughs> and they're absolute shit after LeBron. Oh, yeah. exactly. And I, I don't really see much from this team. I mean, nothing really excites me much on this team. I mean, maybe Colin Sexton, that's it. And what was the other guard I think they have? Uh, Garland? Just maybe those two guys? Aside from that, I don't really see much excitement. What about your... No, no, I agree with you. I mean, uh, they have J.R. Smith. <laughs> no, no, J.R. Smith's not on the team, is he? Uh, no, no, I don't know. No, no, no. No, no, no. J.R. Smith, I think, was on the Lakers towards the end of the last season, but... No, no, I think they're not... Uh, but... Well, they have a... Oh, I like the guy who they picked up from the draft from USC, Kevin Porter. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, he, he should be fun. I mean, uh, I haven't seen much of him. I mean, he, he hasn't really gotten much playing time, I think, in his first uh, season last year, right? So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, yeah, they're not uh, the greatest of the bunch. They're not the most fascinating of the, the bunch of esports. Although, I mean, a lot of esports teams did improve this year. I just, uh, I don't think Cleveland went, uh, I don't think Cleveland is in that room. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we're making a shocking revelation by saying that. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm going under. I said tw- 19 to 20, probably the same boat that where they were out last season. They were 19 to 46, so I think they're going to be somewhere around there again. So, all right, well, we'll move on to team number three in the Central Division. Uh, shout out to our buddy Assad. He re- he's a really big fan of this team for some reason, the Detroit Pistons. Over under twenty three and a half wins. What do you think, Akshay? What was the name of the team? Detroit Pistons. Over under twenty three and a half. Twenty three and a half. Uh, I know they they made some changes this year. Pistons. They uh, who said they got? Uh, they drafted Sadiq Bay from Villanova, and then they did pick up some guys. They they have Josh Jackson now. They have uh, Rodney Magruder, Mason Plumley. So. Kind of a little wheeling dealing for them. Uh, they got Delon Wright as well. Dwayne yes. Dwayne Casey's still the coach. Uh, they got rid of uh, Luke Kennard to the Clippers. Oh, he's the Clippers right. Yeah. So I mean, they obviously still have uh, probably their their two best players in uh, Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin. So. So um, what do you, what do you think? In this case, I'm just gonna go. Uh, you know, I think they still stay even. Uh, the same amount of wins they had from last year. Maybe uh, one game more, but that's pretty much it. So um, I'm going to go over by, by, by one game. Okay, so you think oh, like 25 or 24? Yeah, about, about 25 wins. Okay. Yeah, I'm going over as well, but they're definitely uh, their ceiling for this team. Sorry, Assad, I think is uh, uh, like 7th or 8th seed, and that's the ceiling, but I don't see them hitting the ceiling. So... <laughs> Uh, I think they're like a 10th place w- team in my opinion. I think 30 wins possibly, something like that. 30 to 31. Uh, I mean, Blake Griffin, uh, he, I think he's expanded his game. He's become more kind of stretch 5 I think he has to be kind of given that the uh, some of that athleticism early on from early on in his career is uh, kind of going away. And then, just in addition, Akshay, they did add Jeremy Grant as well. So, he's a, he's a good young addition for them. So, but just, uh, I, don't, I don't really see them as a serious uh, kind of contender or playoff team, in my opinion. So, but let's see how, how healthy Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose stay. Uh, Blake Griffin was not very healthy last season. And then, even in the season before, when he played really well, he was not able to play in the playoff series against Milwaukee when they got swept. So, yeah. Just uh, right. a, a lot, a lot of project guys on, on this team. I mean, Josh Jackson. <laughs> I mean, f- former MVP and Derrick Rose, but I mean, he's uh, his best days are f- for sure behind him. And then, yeah, I mean, other guys as well. So I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm not. My hopes are not really too high. So over, but uh, not not a playoff team. So we'll agree on that one and, and move on to team number four. In the Central Division, Indiana Pacers over under thirty-seven and a half wins. Akshay, what do you think? Uh, 
Um, I think 37 and a half wins. Uh, right now, I think the Indiana Pacers, they still haven't uh, decided what they eventually want to do uh, with, the, with their roster. If I were to put it now, uh, with their with their roster set, with uh, Oladipo, Brogdon, uh, Sabonis, Turner, uh, T.J. Warren as their maybe top players, um, I would say they're about uh, I say they're uh, about 38, 39 wins per season uh, for next season. But then again, I I also beg to differ because there's a lot of stuff going on and like. Uh, like I mentioned last time, we had, we had the uh, uh, the conversation about uh, their intent on going with Demarcus. Uh, yeah, Demarcus Sabonis as their center going forward. Miles Turner is still on their roster. I know uh, I was making a play for the Celtics to, uh, to make an offer for him, which the Celtics did make an offer for the uh, Pacers, but they weren't uh, looking at Miles Turner. They think they were looking at T.J. Warren or uh, or uh, Oladipo, uh, but uh, that didn't work out uh, anyhow. But uh, I think they still have to make some changes. I mean, Oladipo is uh, this is his last year on contract, so he's in uh, contract year. And uh, are they going to keep him? With, uh, we don't have an idea. Uh, we don't know what the what the, uh, is Indiana's uh, goal in the future. I'd say I'd say Oladipo and Turner are probably gone in some sort of fashion. I uh, think. I agree. I think yeah. I think we've we've already kind of established kind of when last time we we had that podcast that Demontis is the big guy that they want to build around, and then aside aside from Demontis and Malcolm Brogdon, you don't really know what the team's going to look like past this season, right? So exactly. I mean, you don't have T.J. Warren. Uh, he's in uh, his last year contract is next year, and then uh, maybe Rick Lamb next year last year contract. We don't know. We don't know what the season will look like. But you're correct, you know, in the, in the coming years, we have no idea. So they have a lot, I mean, there's a lot of changes that we made for the team. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. I know they want to go on some bonus. So, uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, if that's the case, I'm just going to say, you know what, I'm going to keep it. Uh, I'm going to change my pick up. Yes, see, I'm going to keep it and keep it. And we win them out for the same games in the last year. Okay, so are you going over or under? I'm going to go, um, I mean, uh, I do like, uh, I think, uh, um, uh, I went under. Okay, so you, uh, so you say under 37 and a half. Right. Okay. Uh, I mean, this team, I mean, just to, despite kind of the injuries they've had last season, they always kind of uh, play pretty well during the regular season. Obviously, now they have a new coach. Nate McMillan is no longer there. Uh, he got he got fired after they they kind of gave him like an extension. And then they fired him two weeks later after they lost. Uh, they got swept in the the playoffs in the first round by Miami. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, like like we just like I just mentioned, uh, Oladipo is probably gone at the end of the season. I don't really see them re-upping him, considering that they have Brogdon there. And then I think we've already kind of established they're building around Demontis De Sabonis. And then we'll see kind of how they fill uh, kind of the other spots and then how Nate uh, Bjorkgren, their new coach, kind of develops the team this season. But they're going to be kind of similar to kind of what they were last last season, kind of middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference within the playoffs, 
five, fifth or sixth, something like that, possibly. Maybe even lower, kind of considering how some of the other teams have been improved. So five to seven range, you would say. And then I say 41, 42 wins for Indiana this season. And probably another uh, early playoff exit, second round at best. So we'll see what happens. But it just, uh, I mean, you do have exciting young guys that you like to see play. I mean, then, then you have kind of good role players as well in the Holiday Brothers and Doug McDermott, TJ McConnell, some of those guys. So a good, well, well-built well team, well, uh, well-rounded. I mean, TJ Warren uh, was really, really went off in the bubble. So uh, some uh, excitement here, but uh, not a truly elite uh, tier team, in my opinion, in the Eastern Conference. So. Okay. I agree with you there. Okay, we'll disagree on that one, and then we'll move on to... Last team in the Central Division, probably the most talked about or or at least up there in the Eastern Conference, considering what happened in the last week or so with their star uh, superstar. So we got the Milwaukee Bucks, actually, over under 50 and a half wins. What do you think? I'm definitely going over on this. Okay. I, I, I mean, there's no way I'm going to go even under on this because I definitely like uh, the group holiday pickup. Uh, I think uh, that they did get. Uh, I think made it really uh, picks up. I mean, uh, I think he's uh, he's gonna give them another a dimension they can work with on that team. I mean, obviously, Janis. Uh, I think uh, resigned for another five years. Yeah, uh, they got Giannis on the supermax for five years, two hundred twenty-eight million. Yeah, so, I mean, I definitely like that. I I, I like the holiday acquisition. Uh, I mean, you have, uh, let's see, uh, who else do they have on their team? I mean, you have the usuals, uh, besides that, you have uh, Dante Giovanno, who I think is uh, an underrated player. Uh, you have uh, Chris Middleton still on the team yeah. uh, with his high contract. Uh, you have Brooke Lopez. Uh, I, think there's, uh, I think they're still going to make some changes later on. Milwaukee by the offseason, I mean, not offseason, by the midseason trade. Like by uh, uh, midseason, I think they're going to try to make some changes. But uh, I definitely have to go over on this. Okay, yeah, I mean, this is really, really <laughs> kind of a tough over-under. I mean, considering there's a 72-game season, 50-and-a-half. Yeah. So last season, they were obviously the, the number one seed, 56-17. and 17. So kind of around the same number of games played. I mean, 73 last season, they're going to play 72 this season. And I think they're relatively healthy, and they, I, I think they've improved their team overall, both defensively and offensively. And I think they got kind of rid of uh, the unre- kind of some of those unreliable players as well, and Eric Bledsoe. And so I think definitely, like I, I mentioned last season in the playoffs, they were not, aside from Giannis, they reminded me really of the late 2000s Cavs. I mean, in a lot of senses then... I've been on the train that Giannis is going to Miami. Obviously, that doesn't really look like it's happening anymore for sure. So, so it's, uh, I mean, good for Giannis for, for getting that Supermax and good for Milwaukee as well. I mean, kind of being a small market team, being able to keep uh, the superstar dra- player that they drafted in 2013. So, uh, good to them, good for them, and uh, sh- uh, hats off to their ownership for being able to get that deal done before the season uh starts and not letting it linger and kind of making it a storyline 
as the season goes. So I'm going to agree with you as well, actually, on this one. I, I like Milwaukee, 53-54 wins. And I think they'll be probably the number one seed again, or, or at least close to it, uh, in the Eastern Conference. And But I guess the ultimate question will be how will they perform in the playoffs and then how how will Giannis kind of perform in the playoffs. He's kind of been a different player the last couple seasons when you kind of, teams kind of hone in on him defensively. That jump shot is not really consistent at mid-range or long-range even. So. No, no, I, I agree. I mean, but then again, this guy is an up-and-coming superstar. You have to even the max. Yeah, no, so, yeah, yeah, you have to. No, no choice. You, I mean... Max, so if if you if you don't give him the max, I mean your team is uh, pretty much on a like pretty much becomes what Cleveland became from 2010 to 2014. So exactly, I still think they're still. I still think they can make a lot of moves by midseason uh, at the deadline. Uh, depending on how the season is going, I think they they definitely have uh, uh, the ability to do that, uh, making some trades here and there, making do. Something, yeah, you know? that's going to be kind of tight. I mean, they have a lot of cap built up to, towards three players, Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis. So we'll see, I mean, what kind of willing and dealing their GM can do. But uh, the core is the same, and, and they improve. So I think the the obvious choice. And then their their players are pretty durable as well. So you ha- other than, I mean, Giannis, I mean, obviously suffered an injury in the, uh, in the playoffs, and he missed, I think, the last two games of their season. So... But other than that, he's been pretty durable. So I think he'll be durable again this season, and they'll win fifty-three or fifty-four. So. I agree. Okay, we'll wrap it up then with that agreement for the Central Division, and we'll move on now to the Atlantic Division. And the moment you've been waiting for, Akshay, your Boston Celtics over under forty-four and a half. What do you think? Um, right now, I still think there's a lot to go for the team. Uh, 44, right? I'm going to go... 44 and a half. 44 and a half. Yeah. I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, they make... Uh, I think they made some good moves. Uh, the, the Boston Celtics. Uh, they definitely... Um, I mean, obviously, they have to re-sign uh, uh, Jason Tatum. You know, that was uh, a given. You have to... I mean, the guy is only, what, uh, 22 now? Or gives that 22 years old? I mean, he's, he's a rising superstar in this league, and you have to have to pay to that. I mean, uh, I mean, he's still young, and there's a, there's a saying out there. But what people are saying that he he's still growing. He grew another two inches. He's six ten now. I mean, if this guy's so young, he's still growing. So I mean, I don't think he even uh, I don't think he even had reached his full height yet. He's six ten now. And then that's pretty damn good. I mean, if he gets up to this eleven, eventually, you I know, mean, so, uh, he's six ten now. He's listed at six eight. So I don't. No, no. But they're saying he grew two inches. Oh, he grew two inches over the offseason. Yeah. Yeah, wow. A lot of people have been saying online. What a lucky guy! He's he's growing until he's tw- past twenty two. I mean, I think I stopped growing when I was like seventeen, sixteen. <laughs> These guys are different genes. <laughs> that's for damn sure. <laughs> Different teams, very different genes than these guys. So it's a different story. Pull another ball game, you know. But uh, I do like the the max they gave him. Uh, 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 I think it was five years. Uh, uh, I believe uh, one sixty something. But he has for who? Jalen Brown. Yeah, no, not Jalen Brown. Um, Jason Tatum. 
Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, so his he's he's eligible for the Supermax, right, or no? He, he got Supermax already. He picked okay. it up. But it's about five years, 163, I think. But no, nah, I, I think it's more. I think it's like 190, right? Or? No, 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 no. It's, the actual one is like 163, but he meets all the incentives. But really, it is, it's 190. If he meets all the, um, the things that he has to meet in the contract, it's about 196 or Okay. Yeah, I think that's a great deal. But I think the Celtics had to make that move with their franchise player. Um, I ideally wanted uh, the Miles Turner trade, uh, pick up Miles Turner, maybe someone else. But the Celtics, the Angels, were not looking to, uh, to that direction. He was looking somewhere else, and obviously, he had in mind to pick up Tristan Thomas. I mean, Tristan Thompson, the Cavs, but I think it's um, which will go well with their team because they have young players. He's still about, what, 25 years old? No, he's 29. Oh, he's 29, okay. He's 29 years old, which can go, but I don't think he's a long-term future of the Celtics um, as far as the center is concerned. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he's a stopgap option. I mean, a couple of years they signed him. And then, I mean, I know you've, you've always kind of complained last season how uh, kind of uh, how much the Celtics were lacking at center with Tease and Robert Williams, so... What, what do they need to do? I mean, uh, uh, do you think these these moves at center are enough to put them over the top? I mean, to hopefully, I mean, obviously, year, get to the finals. No? This year, I don't think they'll make the finals, to be honest. I think uh, it's because the Eastern Conference has gotten much tougher than it was Much tougher. But if, if I'm saying this right now. If I were to say this right now and no changes were to be made by the offseason, uh, by midseason or... Uh, uh, or the off season. Uh, yeah, let's say go through the season. No changes to be made. I would say the Celtics are not make the playoffs. Going on right now, unless uh, changes they made. Um, Kemba Walker is still. Uh, I mean, he's still injury prone. Yeah, what, what's what's the deal with Kemba's knees? I don't know. They're just very worn out knees. You know, I mean, all those years in Charlotte, he played, and I don't know what he was doing. But main scorer, I think he was taking the team by himself, and with his knees eventually worn out. Maybe he, he needs surgery, or he needs something to be done. Um, but uh, I do like uh, the pickup of Tristan Thomas. Uh, uh, Tristan Thompson, why is he Thompson? Tristan Thompson. I do like that pickup. Uh, I think their draft was, well, actually pretty well a good draft this year. They picked up one of the best shooters in Aaron Naismith. Uh, um, and they also picked up this kid I, I really like. I didn't really think too much of him. When they picked him up, and I'm like, who the hell is this? When they the draft, and I heard him. But this guy, Peyton Pritchard, uh, picked him in the late second round. This guy's a fighter. I, I watched him play in the preseason games, and he, he's really good. I mean, this guy went up, but I'm not about on anybody. He'll go up. He's very gritty. He's very, like, he likes to go very quick. He's a point guard. He likes to go inside and score. He likes to shoot. Uh, he's your, he, in your team. In your face type players, you know. I mean, uh, I think that was. Uh, I really like this kid. Yeah, maybe he can, he can learn a thing or two from Marcus Smart, so that'll be good. Well, well, well Marcus Smart just came out and said that he, this guy is going to be a player in the league. He just says he really likes this kid. So we'll see what happens. But what I do like is uh, going back to what Gordon Hayward, uh, Gordon Hayward trade I mentioned earlier. The Celtics uh, picked up a. 28.5 million trade exemption 
largest in MBA history, which they can use for up to one year. So this can go all the way up down to, uh, well, it's like, it can go all the way up down to November of next year. Uh, the trade exemption. So, uh, being on that case, I want to see what happens during the trade deadline. Because there's a lot of players, like I mentioned, that could be suddenly available within teams who are looking for max contracts or looking for this and that. And the Celtics can come in and either give you that 28.5 million trade exemption and, and, and pick up a good player. I mean, some of the names I did mention were, I did mention John Collins. Uh, I want to see what happens uh, with him in Atlanta. With the contract situation right now, they have to uh, they have to max Trey Young. I mean, we'll see what happens with, with John Collins. Are they let go? Are they going to not max him out? Are they, are they looking to trade him? That's a possibility. With the trade, with, uh, another guy I like is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. That's a name that, that also popped up. That can be used for this trade exemption that Boston has. And in addition to that, they have another $5 million trade exemption and uh, I think $2.5 million trade exemption. And you can't use them. You can't combine them all into one. That's not uh, that's against the rules, but they can eventually get smaller guys with the trade exemptions because, in my opinion, why get a trade exemption if you're not going to use it, right? Eventually, you, have to, you, you want to try to use something. Yeah, something. you definitely got to use it for something. I mean, and then you mentioned good names and then... Especially, I think Orlando could be, yeah, just considering, like I like I mentioned, a lot of repetition there with a lot of, some of those guys, like Gordon, Isaac, Bamba, all those guys, so. Exactly, exactly, that's what I'm trying to say, I mean, we don't, there's so much repetition there, even Atlanta, there's a lot of repetition they have on that team, so like John Collins, he's only, what, his third year in the league, I believe, or something? Yeah. this guy, he's an up-and-coming uh, player in the league. I mean, he averages uh, a double-double every night, and he's, uh, he's about 6'9", 250 or something, in that range. Yeah. But then, um, he's, if he, he's another option the Celtics can look at, potentially, if he were to come available at some point. Or they can even go back to uh, the Indiana deal. I mean, eventually, Indiana has to make a decision. They, are they going to uh, re-up uh, Oladipo? Uh, what are they going to do with Miles Turner? I mean, those are other options that the Celtics can possibly look at with this trade exemption. Yeah, it, for sure. You have a twenty-eight point five trade there. I don't think Ainge is fucking. I mean, Ainge is stupid at times. I have to admit, but I don't think he's that stupid not to use it. <laughs> you know, I mean, eventually they got to use something with that twenty-eight point five million. This is largest again in NBA history. So, eventually, you can definitely look at a lot of players that will uh, that they can possibly use these guys. Uh, later on during the uh, um, the season is concerned. I mean, if I were to name a few, I mean, I could just name a few guys. You have like, uh, um, I mean, uh, a notable guys you can pick up with, like, uh, would be Aaron Gordon with the 28.5 million. You look like at, uh, uh, what do you call, uh, Harrison Barnes. I don't, uh, I don't know how well he plays. But, uh, nah, you don't want Harrison Barnes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's older. I mean, uh, I'd say I'd say Aaron Aaron Gordon and Oladipo are the two top two, uh, uh, and they're the most realistic too. I would say. I, I agree, and I, I like John Collins. I, I like that couple. I like his game. He he brings a both player uh, to the Celtics if it were to go through. But uh, we'll see what happens, dude. I mean, the Celtics, like like I mentioned, if you 
if I were to go to jail right now with no change to beat me until next season, but this season specifically, I would say they are, uh, I, I would say they stay even in the win total. I don't think they go up, I don't think they go down. Okay, so, but what do you think, over or under 44 and a half? 44 and a half, right now I'm saying about 44 and a half. Maybe 45 games. Okay, so, so you go a slight over. You're going on a slight yeah. over. Okay. Yeah. Average, I'm going above the average. About 45 wins right now. But if you ask me again after the changes, if you make some changes at the deadline, um, we'll see what happens. That okay. Can, my numbers will, will definitely change. Okay, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to go slight under on Boston. Uh, I think they're somewhere in the third to sixth seed range in the in the – in the East, uh, my top two teams in the East will probably be Milwaukee and Brooklyn, I think. And then anywhere from three to six, it could be kind of a between Miami, Boston, Brooklyn. No, Miami, Boston, Philly, and Toronto, excuse me. Sorry. So between those four teams, I think that will be the three to six. So, But, yeah, for Boston, you kind of uh, touched on most of the topics, Akshay. So I, I don't know. I mean... I think the main concern is kind of Kemba's knees, but then obviously the development of Hayward and Tatum. Or not Hayward, excuse me, uh, Brown and Tatum. So obviously, I mean, for as far as Jalen Brown goes, actually, what do you kind of see from him? I mean, uh, obviously he made a, a kind of a somewhat of a big leap uh, from 1819 to 1920. So do we see any some sort of similar leap coming into this season for Jalen Brown. What do you think? I think so. I think he has another leap this year. I mean, he has to. I mean, he has to have another leap this year. He has to become more of a... I think what I want him to do, uh, to be honest, uh, what I want him I want him to play more relaxed. He, he plays... Sometimes he plays way out of line. He's so quick. He doesn't need it. He's so quick to make decisions. Uh, he just... He, he plays sloppy. He can tone down the sloppiness play a little smart and not as like fast paced and not make him mental errors then that's inappropriate in itself for me okay got it for sure so we'll I guess disagree I guess on Boston and we'll move on to the Brooklyn Nets over under 45 and a half Akshay what do you think 45 and a half I'm going to go definitely over that I like the uh, with uh, the Durant healthy now, and uh, of course our, our buddy Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, oh my goodness! What is other day? What uh, at such preseason he he took Sage and he he, he Sage the court. <laughs> Kyrie Irving stays relevant no matter if he sucks or he's good. If he's on the court or off the court, he finds a way to stay relevant. I'll give him that. I don't see them as a 50 win season just yet, but they're close to it. I mean, it depends on if they make any changes, obviously, during the offseason right now. I don't know what kind of changes they'll make, but they're pretty. Uh, you have uh, Durant making almost 40 million this year, and Kyrie Irving is making almost 34 million. So that, that, that eats into your cap. Then you have other players that. I mean, one player I, I would like to see make a leap is DeAndre Jordan. I want him to, uh, I don't know, uh, he's still the player he was a couple years ago. DeAndre Jordan's best days, I think, are behind him. I mean, I think they, they just signed him to get Kyrie and Durant. 
Yeah. Pretty much. So that was kind of like a play to get that. And then, uh, obviously, in my opinion at least, I think Jared Allen is a better player than DeAndre Jordan currently. So. Oh, correct. Correct. I mean, there's some other people, especially the Dinwiddie. Yeah, I mean, that's the interesting question. I mean, some of those other, like, mid, mid-tier guys they have, I mean, like, guys that are kind of like, kind of on like mid-type contracts right now. Lavert, Dinwiddie, and uh, Joe Harris, like, they're probably going to deal one of those guys at some point, right? So. Well, right now, they're still looking at the James Harden. Yeah, I mean, James Harden's a name. Bradley Beal's a name. So. Yeah, they're looking to buy Harden, so all these guys are gone. If the Harden trade comes in. So we'll have to wait and see, dude, and with James Harden, because obviously I don't think... Uh, Houston wants to keep two forty million contracts, but they're up. Yeah. With with John Wall making well over forty eight million, and now um, you had to have uh, um, James Harden making over forty million. Yeah. So I don't think Houston wants that. So I think some trade will eventually happen before the season starts. Uh, when, uh, like you mentioned, in uh, in a few days or by by mid season. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, if if you're Brooklyn, do you want those three big personality types? I mean, and then also three guys who are known to be very quirky in their own senses. I mean, Durant is very. We've seen Durant. We've seen has been very sensitive with the social media stuff. Kyrie, we've seen he's can be talking about all types of shit. I mean, the Earth is flat. This that. Then James Harden. I mean, he has his jersey retired at a strip club. I mean, he, he goes to trips to Vegas, wants <laughs> all this kind of treatment. How is that going to kind of play out chemistry-wise? Well, see, that's the whole thing. You, you have to give and take on the situation. I mean, one of the things, the Celtics are apparently in the midst for James Harden as well, which I do not like. I don't want him on the team. I think he's a cancer. To any team he goes to, James Harden, and especially with James Harden and Kyrie. Yeah, I, I mean... That would be kind of like another kind of negative as well, I mean, to another team, Miami, right? Because Miami, you always hear heat culture. So, I mean, that's not, I don't really see James Harden as a heat culture type guy, as, as a la like Jimmy Butler or Dwayne Wade. So. No, exactly. That's a thing. I don't, I don't think so either. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I think, if you, I think uh, James Harden will eventually get traded this year. They'll get traded, but we don't know. Dude, maybe he might get traded to a West Province team. Maybe they want to keep him out of the East. Maybe. We'll see. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's from the West. He'll, yeah, yeah. He'll get traded to the Eastern Conference team. He'll get traded to the Conference team, yeah, maybe. We don't know who that will be, but, uh, but definitely I, I very well hope not this Celtics. <laughs> I don't think we need him. I don't think Celtics need him at this point. Okay. All right, so you, you like the over. I like the over as well on Brooklyn. I think Durant, uh, obviously trying to become the second player ever to come back success- successfully from a, a torn Achilles, the other player being uh, Dominique Wilkins. So, I mean, good core. Obviously, you got to, like I said, with Gordon Hayward, you got to pencil in him for 15 games to be missed. I think you got to be kind of say the same for Kyrie Irving, given his injury history as well. And but hopefully Durant can stay healthy. Uh, Durant looks good in the preseason games. Uh, he looks very nimble, like he always does. Very spry. Uh, his shooting ability is there. His 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 handle. So if 
Duran and Irving stayed relatively healthy. You can't bet against this team. And then the guys around them with, like I said, Harris, Levert, Dinwiddie, uh, Jared Allen, a good a good core around. So, and then Steve Nash, uh, obviously coming in as as the new coach. And then I think Mike D'Antoni is the associate head coach. So, it's kind of a a good mix. Uh, and then they're building themselves towards the right path, towards the right culture. And I think just based on talent alone, they get over that 45 and a half. So I say 49 or 50 wins and a two seed in the East. All right. Sounds good. I think that's it. That's fair amount. Yeah. So next team we got the New York Knicks going across the bridge. Uh, over under 21 and a half, Akshay. What do you think? Well, let's, let's see what the New York Knicks uh, sort of picked up this year. I don't know if they picked up really anybody up, but... Uh, Oh, they got uh, Austin. Did they pick up uh, anybody at all? I don't. Austin Rivers. <laughs> that's not much. That's not. very much. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Uh, no, that's not. Either for me. I still think I still think they are a young team. Uh, the Knicks. Uh, I do like uh, Julius Randle. Um, I do like uh, Nerlens Noel. They have now, so yeah. Nerlens Noel they picked up, but I, I don't think that's much, much many more wins than uh, than needed. I mean, I think they actually need more uh, to get to, but to be relevant, I don't think they're. Uh, I think they. I mean, I do like some of the uh, of the draft guys they picked up. I don't. Uh, Obi Toppin from Dayton. He was. Uh, you're correct. I mean, they, they have a nice contract. We talked David. I, I, I think he's an upcomer. But other than that, I don't really see much more out of them. I'm just saying they go, uh, they say about even maybe a game or 200. Okay. Yeah, I'm going under for sure. I mean, but you do like, I like some of their young guys with Barrett, Knox, uh, and then obviously their draft pick and Obi Toppin. Yeah. So, but then... Like you've seen with uh, the Knicks, I mean, obviously Thibodeau coming in, he's going to, let's see how he kind of fares with, he's been known notorious for running young guys into the ground, uh, a la Derrick Rose and uh, some of those young guys in Minnesota, Andrew Wiggins. So we'll see how he fares with these young guys in New York on the biggest stage and and, uh, a fan base that is very kind of uh, very critical and wants kind of a winning culture back I mean and they haven't really had one for like 20 years I mean they've made the playoffs a few times but that was kind of like scattered they haven't had a consistent kind of like winning culture a team that they can kind of like wrap their arms around so that's kind of Thibodeau's job here and then uh Dolan I mean obviously terrible ownership group terrible kind of like executives as well so We'll see what what happens. I mean, they're just kind of been a dumpster fire, and the only really excitement is to see how the kind of some of the young guys play with Barrett Knox and Obi Top. And other than that, there's not much excitement. So I think I, ni- nineteen or twenty wins, and uh, I'm going under. So okay. we'll move on then, Akshay, to the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Uh, they obviously got a new head coach now, and Doc Rivers. But aside from that. Uh, Pretty similar roster, a few moves here and there. They got an over under at forty two and a half. What do you think? 
Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. Uh, I like some of the moves they made. Um, I, I mean, uh, I have to go over. Uh, in this one, I, I don't think I'm gonna be, uh, be too much extra for them. I think they go over maybe about 43, 44 wins this season. Uh, I, I do like to pick up. Uh, uh, obviously, they made a trade yeah, and pick up Danny Green. I think he brings. Yeah, they got Danny Green. They got uh, Seth Curry. Seth Curry picked up as well. He's uh, he has some. Seth experience. Curry, the the son-in-law of Doc Rivers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they got Doc Rivers. No, they also picked up. Jimmy yeah, yeah I, but Seth Curry is married to Doc Rivers' daughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that'll be interesting. Interesting. Then you have uh, Dwight Howard, you picked up. Yeah. Uh, so he brings his championship experience. I like the guy they picked up from uh, the Celtics' uh, Vincent career. Wasn't used much at all by, by Brad Stevens, uh, a, a French guy who, who came in last year. I, I think he's a positive player. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, I think they, they slowly improved, but I, I think that they're still waiting for the whole James Harden uh, uh, debacle to go through. Yeah. I mean, James Harden, they're in the mix for James Harden. Every team we come across, we're mentioning James Harden. What the hell? <laughs> well, that's what it is. They're in the mix for James Harden. So we'll see because uh, I mean, you still have uh, Joel and B. Ben Simmons, you know, who's still on the team. Yeah. And you have Tobias Harris, but then, I mean, look at their cap wise. They're right at uh, $146 million now. If they bring in James Harden, that's another what? You're adding another $30 million to that. Yeah, I mean, uh, for James Harden to come in, I mean, Ben Simmons is probably out the door, right? And then. And then prob- probably someone else to match the contracts or something stuff, so. Yeah. Correct. That contract. That's pretty much it. So I mean, we'll see what happens. But as of right now, I'm gonna say, but uh, I I do like the I do see some improvement. Now I'm going about 44 wins for them from last year. But with James Harden trade, then obviously the list will If they were to, to get James Harden. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll see. That's kind of the big question mark. But uh, I definitely like Ben Simmons, even though he can't shoot for crap. And then yeah. Embiid is good as well. I think. Uh, a little rejuvenation, a little kind of like uh, a little bit of a fresh start, you would say, with the the new coaching staff uh, led by Doc Rivers, and then they got they kind of went away, I guess, last season from their shooting with JJ Redick from the 2018-2019 season. So they have uh, good shooters now in Danny Green and Seth Curry, and then championship pedigree, like you said, with uh, or experience in, with Dwight Howard. So I think. And they did get rid of Al Horford as well. I mean, they, they were able to dump off his contract. That was a, a, a bad experiment for them. So we'll see, uh, I guess, how they k- kind of uh, gel moving forward. But given everything, a, a, good, a good core. The, young, the core is still young. And then uh, a rejuvenation kind of uh, culture or attitude I see in Philly. So I like the over. I agree with you, Akshay. 45 or 46 wins and three or four seed in the East. So, we'll agree, and that'll take us then, actually, to the last team in the Eastern Conference. All right. The Toronto Raptors, we the North, over under 42 and a half wins. What do you think? Well, Toronto, let's see, let's take a look here. What does Toronto do in the offseason? Did they make any major changes? I don't believe they did, but, I, but I'm not hard to say, sure. Nothing, nothing major, I mean, nothing really, that really jumps off the page, I mean... 
let's see, I mean, they uh, they, they re-signed Fred Van Vliet, obviously, so that's a, that was a good move, I think. And then, but aside from that, they have all their kind of like major players from last season: Pascal Siakam, Ananobi. They did lose Marcus All and Sergi Baca, obviously. They did uh, get Aaron Baines. That was probably one of their their bigger signings. But I, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. The highlight of their offseason, which I think is, uh, I still think they're they're a, a dangerous team. I just don't think they're they have with this roster. I don't think they have. Um, I don't think they have the capability of uh, doing much more than being like a fourth or fifth seed in the East. Um, uh, oh, oh, with the current roster that they have, I don't think. I mean, um, Kyle Raleigh's uh, still there. You have Paul Seekin. Fred Van Vliet got a uh, um, he got a raise when, with his contract. Uh, uh, but other than that, I don't really see him at all. I know Baines is a good player. From yeah, I've seen him from the Celtic days. He's a good center. He's a good defensive center. He can shoot the, uh, the three ball pretty well. Uh, but uh, besides that, I don't really see much else out here on their roster. So I'm going to say they, uh, I want to say they maybe make a, like a, I say they go a little under with them, but like one game. Okay, so you're going under, okay. So, okay, so you think, you say like 42 or 41, okay. So uh, I'm going to go over on, on Toronto. I, they're a pretty similar team from last season, but uh, they did lose some of their key big guys in Marcus All and uh, Serge Ibaka, but they did gain, like like we said, uh, Aaron Baines and uh, Alex Lyon as well. So, uh, I mean, but other than that, their core is built around Siaka, Mananobi, Lowry, and Van Vliet, and they still have those guys. They still have Nick Nurse and the, the culture there from the championship winning team in 2019. So I think all that uh, will keep them very similar to kind of the team they were last season. And... I, but they, I, in my opinion, they won't be the number two seed again. I think they'll be probably fourth or fifth, like you said, Akshay. So, but we'll disagree slightly. I'll take the over. You'll take the under. And, but with that, that'll wrap it up for the the over unders. Uh, Akshay, we wanted to get your picks for the uh, some of these awards. Uh, I'll be giving my picks in the Western Conference over over under pod, which will be coming up uh, pretty soon. But we wanted to get yours. So for MVP, what do you, what do you think for MVP this season, Akshay? Ah, uh, MVP. Let me see here. Uh, oh, <laughs> wow, I can't really tell it, but I mean, it's easy to say it. I don't even have time to <laughs> think about your MVP picks. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Who is... Uh, who is... Good question. <laughs> what do you think? Luca, LeBron... Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Giannis. Um, you know what? Kawhi Leonard. No, I'm gonna go with Luka Doncic. Okay. Luka. I mean, no. Uh, I mean, no love for Dallas because I'm here now. That's not the case. But I think he's a great player. <laughs> All around great player. I, I think he what he does is no other can. I mean, you're talking about like the magic days when you have a player without coming to his head. Though. What are you doing, you know? And then, uh, but uh, I have to go with it. Okay. 
So, what do you think for Rookie of the Year? Who do you think takes that one? Rookie of the Year, uh... I ain't never really all the Rookie of the Year are, but, uh... Let's see. Uh, no. Let's see. Who are the candidates that you would think? So, I would think Anthony Edwards, uh... LaMelo Ball. I'm gonna, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with, uh... Rookie of the Year, I'm going to go with, uh... Um, Obi Toppin's probably going to be in there. I'm going to go with on the middle ball. Okay. I think he's. I think he brings something with his point guard and way he plays and all that. I think he'll be great. A great player for the Hornets. Okay. So, what do you think about for uh, Coach of the Year? Coach of the Year, I'm going to have to go down to. I'm going to give it to a Billy Donovan. I mean, not, I mean, uh, not, not, not Who's the coach of the Thunder? Of who? Coach of, of the Thunder. The coach of the Thunder. Uh, I, I don't. The, the new coach of Oklahoma City. I can't recall either. I, I just know they lost. Uh, what Billy Donovan? So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this guy. Let's see who they. The new coach is Mark Dagnalt. No, Billy Donovan's the, the coach of the Bulls now. So. Yeah, Bulls, yeah. I don't think he's not the guy. Coach of the year, I'm going to go with... Uh, gosh, there's whole question. Let's see here. Coach of the year... Let's see. I'm going to go with some... Uh, let's see. Who can I think is coach of the year this year? Frank uh, Vogel. Tyron Lue. Doc Rivers, Brad Stevens. No, I'm gonna go with uh, Lloyd Pierce. What is Lloyd Pierce star? What is he playing? Atlanta. He's the coach of Atlanta. I'm gonna go with uh, Coach of the Year. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with up and coming team. Uh, Bonnie Williams, Phoenix. <laughs> I would say Bonnie. I. I it's, uh, I like what they picked up with their team, but the first ball pick up, everything. We, we we'll have to see what happens with the trade wise. Uh, let's see here. Mm -hmm. Let me think. I have a look at the trade. P. Uh, no, no, no. I'm trying to fight tonight. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Uh, let's say. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'm going to pick somebody. I'm going to go with this. Let's go. Okay, Tyron Lue of the Clippers. That's your pick for Coach of the Year. We'll see what happens. Uh, so some of the other picks, we'll, we'll kind of see how the season goes with six-man, most improved, and then we'll kind of decide on those. But thank you nonetheless, Akshay. That'll wrap it up for Eastern Conference Over-Unders. It's always a pleasure having you. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoy the tip-off of the NBA season. And stay tuned for the Western Conference Over-Unders, which will be coming soon as well. Until then, uh, have a good night. Stay safe.